Shalom to all. Today's daf is Pesachim Daf Memtes, and we are starting at the top of the daf with a brand new Mishnah. Today's daf is sponsored by Chos Esther Bracha Bas Rifka in honor of her engagement. The zivug should be Ayla Yafa, and they should have only Mazel and Bracha. And the Mishnah says, Arbas Rosh Hashanah Yisbe Shabbos, the fourteenth of Nisan, meaning Erev Pesach falls on Shabbos. Mevarin Zakom of Shabbos, everything has to be destroyed before Shabbos. They have a mayor that's a mayor's opinion. Macham, I mean, they say Bismane, it's destroyed in its proper time. You don't necessarily have to burn Chamis to destroy it. There's other means of destroying it. Therefore, you're allowed to do so on Shabbos in its proper time. Rabbi Lezer of Tzadikaimer, he says Truma Milfnei Shabbos, Truma has to be destroyed before Shabbos. Bechulin Bismanon and Chulin in its proper time, meaning on Shabbos. And the Gemara says Tanya Rabbi Lezer of Tzadikaimer, he says Pam Achas Shabbos Abba Biyavne. One time my father spent Shabbos in Yavne, Vachal Arba Asr Lies Shabbos, and the 14th thought on Shabbos, meaning Erev Pesach was on Shabbos. Uba Zainin, Memuna Shamagamleel, and Zainin, who is a Shamish, or he was the pointy of Ramagamleel, he came, Va'amar, and said, Higia Eislavar Sachamit, the time has come to destroy the Chamit, and that was on Shabbos. Mahalach Yachraba, and I went after my father, Biyarnes Sachamit, and we destroyed our Chamit on Shabbos itself. And the Mishnah says, A person is going to Shech this Karam Pesach, it's Erev Pesach, Vulamos Benai, or he's going to give a Brismil to his son, Vulachasudis Eris or to eat a Sudas Erisin at his father-in-law's house. We know that marriage back in the day took place in two stages. There was Erisin and Nisuin. Erisin, they actually were married to each other. However, they were not allowed to live together until Nisuin. So when the Erisin took place, there was actually a Suda. It was like a little mini Chasna. So someone who's going to do one of these above mitzvahs, now he remembers that he has Chametz in his house. If he has enough time in the day that he could go back to his house, destroy it, and then go back to doing the mitzvah he was occupied with, then he should go and destroy it. If he doesn't have enough time, then he should just do bittel in his heart. We know that doing bittel in your heart works, and since he's not going to have enough time to do this mitzvah and destroy his chametz, he should just do bittel in his heart. However, continues the Mishnah, let's say he's going to save some other Yidin from a troop of marauding soldiers, or from a river that's overflowing, or from thieves or robbers, or from a fire that's burning, or from a building that had collapsed, he should just be mevatel in his heart, even though he has enough time. That's because he's busy saving lives, and Sakonis Nefashis, Pikuach Nefesh, takes precedence over going to his house and actively destroying his chametz. However, continues the Mishnah, Belish by Shvises HaRoshos, if he's trying to acquire an Erev, and it's just a matter of Roshos, it's not a mitzvah, we know that a person is allowed to extend his Tchum, if he's at the edge of the Tchum Shabbos, when Shabbos comes in, this gives him another 2,000 hours from where he is. Now he could do this either for a Dvar Mitzvah, such as to learn Torah, or for another Mitzvah, or he could do it for a Dvar Shos, for some other reason. So if he's going to the end of the Tchum, in order to stay there, so he could extend his Tchum for Pesach, so then Miyad, he has to return right away to destroy his chametz. This is just for Dvar Roshos, and there's no reason not to actively destroy his chametz and rely that he's allowed to do Bittol Belev. And continues the Mishnah, someone left Yerushalayim, and he remembers that he has on his person some hektish meat, and hektish meat of Kachim Kalim at least is not allowed to leave Yerushalayim. You're allowed to eat it in Yerushalayim, but once it leaves Yerushalayim, it becomes possible and has to be burned. So Im Avart Saifim, if he passed by the area called Saifim, from there you could see the base of Mekdash, then he should just burn it where he is. If he hasn't passed this area, Chayzer, he has to go back into Yerushalayim, and burn it in front of the beer, which is the pile, from the wood of the Maracha, meaning he has to go all the way back into Yerushalayim and burn it in the specific area. And how much chametz or meat does he have to have that we're going to say that he has to go back to burn it? Rabbi Yerami, he says, both chametz and meat is a beta. Rabbi Huda, he says, both chametz and meat is talking about a kezayis. When we're talking about hektish meat, and now the Gemara asks, Vermini will ask a stira. 
Erisin by his Chamov, someone is going to eat the Sudas Erisin in his father in law's house, Volish by Shvisa's Harshos, or to extend his Chom only for Harshos matter, Yachs or Miyad, he has to go back right away to burn his Chamets, and he's not allowed to continue doing what he's doing. So we see a steer between our Mishnah and this Brisa. The Mishnah says if he's going to eat the Sudas Erisin, he does not have to go back to burn his Chamets if he doesn't have enough time, whereas this Brisa seems to say that he does have to go back. The Gemara says, There's no steer. The Suda of Erisin is optional. It's a Rishos. You do not have to have the Suda. They have Rabbi Huda. That's Rabbi Huda's opinion. Rabbi Yehuda, remember he says mitzvah. It's a mitzvah. And therefore the Brais that says you would have to go back to burn your Chametz would be Rabbi Huda. And our Mishnah that says you do not have to go back to burn your Chametz would be Rabbi Yehuda because you're in the middle of a mitzvah. And Mahashad Amr of Chista. But now that Rav Chista had said, they're arguing about the second Suda, which we're going to mention in a moment what the second Suda is. But the first Suda, which is when they actually get engaged, everyone agrees that that's a mitzvah. We could even say, that both the Mishnah and the Brais are Rabbi Yehuda. V'loi kashan, there's no stira. Hava Suda Rishayna, our Mishnah is talking about the first Suda, and that's a mitzvah. You don't have to go back to burn your Chametz if you're in the middle of that Suda. Hava Suda Shniya, the Brais is talking about the second Suda. And Tanya, we have a Brais, on Rabbi Yehuda, he says, Anilo Shamati, I only heard El Sudas Erisin, that the Suda's mitzvah is the Suda's Erisin when they actually get engaged. Avoloi Sivloinis, but not the Suda of Sivloinis. Now, what were Sivloinis? These were presents that the Chasan would send to the Kala, and after he would send these presents to her, they would make a Suda in his father in law's house. That's the second Suda, and that's not a mitzvah. I heard that the Suda of Erisin and the Suda of the Sivlanis of the presence, that's also considered a mitzvah. And once we're on the topic of a Suda's mitzvah, Tanya, Rabbi Shimon Emery says, Call Suda Shal Mitzvah, any Suda that's not a Suda's mitzvah, ain't Tamil Chacham or Shali Hanus Mena, a Tamil Chacham is not allowed to benefit from that Suda. Kigain Mai, for example, what what does that mean, a Suda that's not a Suda's mitzvah? If a Bas Kayin marries Israel, the daughter of a Kayin is leaving the Kahuna and she's marrying just a regular Israel, that's not a Suda's mitzvah. She's lowering herself. Out of her class of kahuna. And another example is Ubas Tamil Chacham, Lama Arts. You have Ubas Tamil Chacham, she's marrying an Ama Arts, that's also not a Sudas Mitzvah. When a Baskoin marries Israel, the pair is not going to develop well. We know that a bracha that we give an engaged woman or man, we say the Zivik should be Ayla Yafe. Now, Mahi, what does that mean? It's not going to be Ayla Yafe. Either she's going to become a widow, a Grusha, or she's going to get divorced, or she's not going to have any children. It was taught, he's going to bury her. Or she's going to bury him. Or she's going to bring him to poverty. They're not going to have any money. The Gemara asks, Aini, is that so? That a person who marries the daughter of a Kayin is going to become poor? If a person wants to become wealthy, he shall cling or cleave to the offspring of Aaron, meaning he should marry the daughter of a Kayin. And for sure, he's a Tamil Chacham. And if he's marrying the daughter of a Kayin, that's for sure going to make him wealthy. The Gemara answers, no You're right. If he's Tamil Chacham and he's marrying the daughter of a Kayin, so then they're going to become wealthy, but if he's an Amaaretz and he's marrying the daughter of Tamil Chacham, then they're going to be very poor. Rabbi Yeshua Nasav Kanta, Rabbi Yeshua married the daughter of a Kayin, Chalash, became sick. Amar, he said, It must be that Aaron doesn't want me to cling to his offspring, that he should have a son-in-law like me. Obviously, he didn't marry Aaron a Kayin's daughter, it just means it must be that the reason why I'm sick is because I married the daughter of a Kayin and I shouldn't have. Rav Idibar Avin Nasav Kanta, he married the daughter of a Kayin, Nafkumine Tre Bnei Smichi, he had two sons, they got Smicha. Rav Sheshis Braid Rav Idi, Rav Yeshua Braid Rav Idi. And Amar of Papa, Rav Papa said, Eloi Nesivna Kahanta, if not for the fact that I married the daughter of a Kayin, Loi I would not have become wealthy. And Amar of Kahana, he said, Eloi Nesivna Kahanta, if not for the fact that I married the daughter of a Kayin, Loi I wouldn't have been sent into Gaulus. He was exiled from Bavel to Eretz Yisrael. Amar Loi, his students told him, Bahalamakam Targilisa, you were exiled to a place of Tyra, you were exiled to Eretz Yisrael. That doesn't Seem so bad, so he answered like you like the Gali Inchi. I wasn't sent into exile like everyone else. When people go into exile, they're able to choose where they're going. However, he had to run away. There was some sort of 
rumor that he had killed someone, so he had to run away from the government, and that's not considered like a normal type of galus or exile. And more about a suidas mitzvah or suidas harashos, Amrav Yitzchak, Kalanenim, suidas harashos, anyone that has benefit from a suidas harashos, meaning it's not a suidas mitzvah, the Saif Gaila, he's going to end up being sent into galus. Shinemar says in the Pasuk, Va'aychlem karamitzain, and the eight fattened ones of the sheep, Va'agalim mitach marbek, and calves from the stall, Uksev, and it says in the Pasuk, Lachain, therefore, Ato yiglu beresh gailim, now they're exiled at the head of all the exiles, since they indulged in excessive pleasures of just eating and drinking, and it wasn't for Sudas Mitzvah, that's why they were sent into Galos. Tan Rabbanon, Kol Tamil Chacham Amar Besudasi B'chol Makam, any Tamil Chacham, then he increases and he has a lot of Sudas in many different places. He's eating all the time and indulging in a lot of pleasures. That's even if it's a Sudas Mitzvah. Soif Machavis Besa, he's going to end up destroying his house, Umaalmanis Ishtai, and he's going to make his wife into a widow, Umayasim is guy's love, and he's going to orphan his kids. That's because he's going to have to go seek Parnasa for all of his eating habits and all of his physical desires, and he's not going to be home, and therefore he's not going to be a father to his kids or a husband to his wife. And he's going to forget all of his learning. And many different fights and arguments are going to come about because of him. And no one's going to listen to him. And he desecrates the name of heaven. In the name of his Rebbe. In the name of his father. And he causes a bad name for himself, for his kids, and for his grandkids until the end of all generations. The Gemara asks, Mahi, what is that? What's that bad name that they're going to call his kids? Amr Abai, he says, Karle, they're going to call his kid, Bar Machem Tenure, you're the son of an oven warmer. Rav Amr, he says, Bar Merakid Bekuve, you're the son of a tavern or a bar dancer. They're comparing his father to someone who dances in a bar in order to get money so that he could buy more drinks. Rav Papa Amr, he says, what are they going to call his kid? Bar Malchich Penchi, you're the son of a plate licker. Rav Shmaya Amr, Bar Mach Rava, the son of a folding croucher. When a person is a drunk, so he folds up his garment and he crouches on it and lies wherever he is. That's what people are going to call this kid, calling their father a good for nothing drunk. And more about marriage. A person should sell whatever he has and marry the daughter of a Tamil Chacham. If he dies a Gailo or he gets sent into exile and he's unable to raise his kids, so he's guaranteed that his kids are going to be Tamil Chachamim because his wife is going to raise them the way that she was raised and they're going to be Tamil Chachamim. And he should not marry the daughter of Alma Aretz because if he dies a Gailo or he gets sent into Gaulus and he can't raise his kids, his kids are going to be Amiratim. A person should sell whatever he has, marry the daughter of a Tamil Chacham. Or marry his daughter off to a Tamachacham. Mashal in Vehagefen, Bein Vehagefen. What's the Mashal? What's the parable to this? Where you have grapes of a vine along with more grapes of a vine, Davernoi, Umiskabel. This is a fine thing and it's acceptable. You have the daughter of Tamachacham to a Tamachacham. That's a wonderful thing. He should not marry the daughter of Amarat. Mashal in Vehagefen. The Mashal is to grapes of a vine, Bein Vehasne, to the berries of a thorn bush. Davernoi, Memtesam Abbez on top, Vein Umiskabel. This is something which is disgusting and is not acceptable. A Tamachacham should not. Marry the daughter of an Amma Aretz. And we continue. He should sell whatever he has, and marry the daughter of a Tamachacham. Let's say he can't find someone like that. He should marry the daughter of the Gadol Hadar. Now, this doesn't mean the Gadol Hadar, it means people that have good deeds and they do things that are righteous. So at least he has someone that comes from a good family. Let's say he can't find someone like that. He should marry the daughter of community leaders. He can't find that. He should marry the daughter of the Gabay Tzedakah, because usually the Gabay Tzedakah are good, wholesome, wonderful people. He can't find that. He should marry the daughter of a school teacher. He should not marry the daughter of an Amarat. Because they're Shaketz and their wives are Sheretz. Rashi says they're not careful with mitzvahs. And about their daughters it says, Cursed is the one who sleeps with any animal. Rashi explains what does that mean? They're like an animal because they don't have the proper heart to understand what needs to be understood. Tanya, you have a brass, Rebbe Yomer, Am 
And Alma Arts is not what they eat meat. Shinemar says in the Pasuk, This is the Torah, this is the teaching, these are the halachas about behema and Aif. And then the Torah goes on to delineate what are kosher behemas, what are kosher birds. And what do we learn from here? Call Isaac Batira. Anyone that's Isaac and Tyra involves himself in learning Tyra, Motorlach Basar Behem of Aif, he's allowed to eat meat and fowl. Anyone that's not involved in Tyra, Asrlach Basar Behem of Aif, he's not allowed to eat meat and fowl. Now more about Amiratim, Amir Lazar, Am Haaret, Motel Naikhri Biyama Kapurim Shahalias Bishabas. You're allowed to tear him open or stab him to death on Yom Kippur that falls in on Shabbos. Now, Tysus and the Farshim point out, we're not talking about a regular Amart, we're talking about someone who, let's say, is a mafioso, and he kills other Yidden, and he kills other people, and he steals and murders and maims, and this person has to be killed at the first available opportunity. So, even if it's Yom Kippur that falls in on Shabbos, you are allowed to stab him. And Amrlai Talmidav, his Talmidim told him, Rebbe, Amrlai Shechte, why don't you say that you're allowed to Shecht him? Amrlai told him, Zaton Bracha, Zainatan Bracha, Shechita needs a Bracha. When you Shecht an animal, that needs a Bracha. However, this doesn't need a Bracha, meaning when you're killing this person, you don't even want to do something that even resembles something that needs a bracha. You just want to kill him as quickly as possible. Amar Rabbi Lazar, Ama Aretz, Asrus Lavisim Vaderach. You're not allowed to accompany an Ama Aretz along the way. Shinemar says in the Pasuk, Kihicha Yacha Vaarechemecha. Torah is your life and it's the length of your days. So Alchayev Lechas, he doesn't care about his own life because he's not involved in Torah. So Alchayev Chaveri Lechoshikin, do you think he's going to care about the life of his friend? Rashi says that we suspect him of murder. Therefore, do not accompany an Ama Aretz along the way. Amar Rabbi Shmuel Barnachmeni, Amar Rabbi Yechanan, Ama Aretz, Motelakar. You're allowed to tear him open like a fish, meaning you're allowed to kill him in whichever way possible. Again, that's talking about the Amaaretz that we had mentioned before. You're allowed to even do it from his back. That's going to kill him quicker. Whatever you can do to get rid of him. Tanya Amar Bikivi says, When I was an Amaaretz, we all know Rebbe was an Amaaretz until the age of 40, and then he turned into the God Adar. So he says, When I was an Amaaretz, Amarti, I said, Who's going to give me a Tamar Chacham? And I'm going to bite him like a donkey. Amar Tamidev says, Tamidev asked him, Rebbe, Amar why don't you say that you're going to bite him like a dog? That's usually the comparison. A dog bites someone. We're going to talk about donkeys biting people. Amr al told them, A donkey bites and breaks bones. A dog bites and doesn't break bones. And that's why I said I would bite him even like a donkey. Tanya, higher mayor, Amr, he says, Anyone that marries his daughter off the Nama Arts, it's like he tied her up and put her in front of a lion. Just like a lion, he tramples and he eats and he's not embarrassed at all. He just eats even while his victim is still alive. He hits his wife, and he's bile her, he cohabits with her, and he's not embarrassed at all. He doesn't wait to be mafias her to appease her. And Tanya, Rabbi Lezer, he says, If not for the fact that they, meaning Amaratzim, didn't need us for Masr Matan, for business or for other dealings, they would just kill us. Tanya, Rabbi Chiyah, he teaches, anyone that learns Tyre in front of an Amaratz, it's as if he's cohabiting with that person's betrothed one in front of him. Shinemar says in the Torah, Torah tzivalanu Maisha, Maisha commanded us, he gave us the Torah, Maisha, and the Pasa continues, Kihilos Yaakov. It's a heritage for Kihilos Yaakov, meaning the Torah is a heritage for everyone. And what do we learn from here? I'll take read Maisha, don't read it as Maisha, as heritage, it's like a betrothed woman. So the Torah is like every person's betrothed woman, it's like their woman that they're engaged to. So therefore, if a person learns Torah in front of an Amaretz, it's like he's being with that person's betrothed woman in front of him. And the Gemara continues, Greater is the hatred 
in Amaretz has. More than the Gentiles hate the Jews. And their wives, meaning the wives of an Amaretz, are worse than them. Tanu, we have a Brasa Shana, someone who learned and he became a Tamil Chacham himself, who pierced and then he left the fold, he left and he's not interested in learning anymore. He hates them more than everyone else does because he knows what Talmud Chacham think about Amaretzim. We have a Brasa Shishad Varam Nemru Amaretz. There are six things that are said about an Amaretz. We're not allowed to give them Adis over, meaning let's say we have something that needs Adis said about it. So we don't appoint to Amaratzim to give Adis about that thing. And what follows from there is the Makabah Menu Adis, we're not going to accept Adis from them. And the Makalahan side, you're not allowed to tell them a secret because they're probably just going to tell it to someone else. The Inmanlahan Apatrapas Ayusim, we don't appoint them to oversee the assets and everything of Yusimim. The Inman Aysan Apatrapas Al Kupashal Sdaka, we don't appoint them to oversee Sudaka, the Inmislavan Iman Baderh, and no accompanying them along the way. The Yeshim and some say, we don't even have to announce his Aveda, his lost object. Rashi says that's because about a lost object it says, Achicha, your brother, and he's not considered your brother because he doesn't really keep Tyre and Mitzvahs. The Tanakama, what about the Tanakama? He says that we would announce the lost object of an Amarts and try to give it back to him. Why is that? It's very possible he's going to have good kosher offspring, meaning his kids or grandkids are going to be Talmud and then they'll be able to benefit from that. Shinemarit says in the Pasuk, Yachin, he prepares, talking about an Amarts, trying to prepare something for himself, but the Tzadik, the righteous one, he's going to end up wearing that garment, he's going to end up benefiting from what the Amaretz had tried to prepare for himself. We had said in the Mishnah of Chen Mishayatza, someone had left Yushalayim with hektish meat, and there's machlekes between Rav Meir and Rabbi Huda in the Mishnah about how much meat a person has to burn, or how much chametz a person has to stop his activity and go back to burn. Rav Meir had said a beitza, and Rabbi Huda had said a kezayis. So now the Gemara asks, Lamerma, Rav Meir saw a kebeitza, Huda Chashiv, Rabbi Huda saw a kezayis, Nami Chashiv. Does that mean to say that Rav Meir holds that an amount of a beitza of food that's considered chashiv? And Rabbi Huda says that even a kezayis, which is smaller than a beitza, is also chashiv. Ramin will ask Yustira, Ad how much food do three people have to eat that's considered that now they're a zimun, they're three people eating together, and they're not allowed to break up, they have to make a zimun? Ad kezayis, it's only kezayis. Rabbi Huda Amr, he says, Ad kebeitza. So it seems to be that the sheet has been flipped around, so it's a stira. Okay, so switch the sheet around. Abay Amr, he says, You don't have to switch it around. Hasam over there, but cry pligi, they're arguing about how to understand the pasuk. Over here, they're just arguing with svar and logic. Hasam bekray pligi over there, they're arguing how to understand the pasuk. Rabbi Meir Savar, he holds velchalta that it says in the pasuk, and you shall eat zuachil. That's talking about eating v'savata, and you're satisfied zushtia. That's drinking v'achil bekazayis, and achila is a kazayis. We know that anytime we mention the word achila, that's talking about a kazayis. So that's what Rabbi Meir says that for zimun, everyone has to eat a kazayis. Rabbi Yehuda Savar, he holds velchalta v'savata. We read the pasuk together, and you ate and you were satisfied achila shiyish basvia. It has to be an eating that has some sort of satisfaction to it. The Ezuzu, and how much is that? The Kabeza, that's only a Beitza's worth of food. So that's a Machlaikas in regards to Zimun. And Hacha and our Mishnah Basvar Pligi, they're arguing Svar and Logic. Their Mayor Savar, he holds Chazarasai Kitumasai, going back to burn the Chametz or to burn this meat. Kitumasai is just like the amount that we need to make it Tomei. Matumasai Bikabeza, just like it's going to contract Toma or be able to share its Toma if it's a Beitza. Af Chazarasai Bikabeza, so too, we're only going to require you to go back to burn it if it's a Beitza's worth. Rabbi Huda Savar, he holds Chazarasai, the necessity to go back and burn it. Nunamanalf on the top. Kiyusuri is just like the amount of its Isser. Just like the Isser of Chametz or this meat is a Kezayis, of Chazars of a Kezayis, so to the necessity to go back to burn it is only a Kezayis. So therefore, according to Abayah, there's no steer between Rav Meir and Rabbi Huda's opinion in our Mishnah and Rav Meir and Rabbi Huda's opinion in regards to how much food a person needs to eat to join as part of a Zimun. We're going to stop here for the day. Everyone should have a wonderful day.